You're listening to Martin Wolf's podcast from the Financial Times. The list of economic risks the UK confronts is long and becoming lengthier. It does so, moreover, under a weak government. But this government is the only government the country has. It has to act. The question is where and how. For the UK, home to the world's leading international financial centre, the global financial crisis is inevitably also a domestic one. But the combination of high commodity prices and a falling currency, which have pushed inflation far above target and forced the Bank of England to keep interest rates as high as 5%, is also battering the economy. Meanwhile at home, a vast housing bubble is unwinding in an economy with the highest level of personal indebtedness in the group of seven leading high-income countries. With the disappearance of securitised finance, the flow of housing lending has collapsed. The financial system, above all the banks most dependent on securitised finance, is vulnerable, as the fate of Northern Rock and now HBOS shows. This, moreover, is when falls in house prices are still at an early stage. So what against this background must the government do to help the UK pass through what will, inevitably, be a painful period of adjustment and deleveraging? Here are four do's and four do-nots for a wise government. First do, sustain the core financial system, while accepting that many individual institutions will disappear. Most institutions that specialise in lending to the housing market will vanish into larger and more diversified entities. Less competition will mean higher margins and more costly borrowing. So be it. The UK should not want housing finance to behave as it did in the years leading up to August 2007 ever again. Second do. If the government does end up bailing out banks or facilitating mergers, make sure it also contains the risks taxpayers are running. If the risks are uncapped, the government must assume control, as the US government is doing with Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac and AIG. Third do, develop a contingency plan for a systemic bailout of the financial system. It is conceivable, though still unlikely, that the UK financial system will become so decapitalised as to be unable to function properly. The government needs to have a plan to deal with that eventuality. Fourth do, develop a more credible set of independent institutional arrangements to replace the fiscal rules, which are about to be utterly discredited. When the private sector is credit-starved and bound to cut back on its spending, the government will almost certainly end up with a far bigger fiscal deficit than anybody imagines. Fortunately, the UK's public debt is low enough to permit such overshoots in present circumstances. But a good part of the increased deficits will be structural. This must be accepted now and dealt with rigorously when the economy recovers. Now here are my do-nots. First do-not. Do not pay too much attention to the financial sector's self-interested bleating. In crises of this kind, governments have to make rough and ready decisions because they are ultimate insurers of the financial system. The financial sector has put the economy as a whole into trouble. If the government is forced to take part of the risk of putting the system back together again, it must protect the public interest first. Second, do not. Do not change the monetary framework. It is the one anchor US policy making has left. If it were altered at a time of what will surely be huge fiscal overshooting, confidence could be destroyed with devastating results. 
the Bank of England should continue to target inflation while allowing it to return to its target over a period of up to two years. Third, do not. Do not bail out mortgage lending via government subsidies. By now it should be evident that the British obsession with speculative home ownership is a snare and a delusion. Let the market deflate as it should while assisting people who get into difficulties directly via the housing benefit system. If the government nationalises housing finance, it will be deemed responsible for its vitality forever. What it can do instead is facilitate the development of new systems of finance, such as covered bonds. What it can also do is consider land value taxation as an alternative to other property taxes. Final do not, do not panic. The UK economy ought to be able to get through this crisis without a recession as deep as those of the early 1980s and 1990s. Much of the heavy weight of the crisis is fortunately falling on the broad shoulders of the US government. The British government merely needs to deal with the local difficulties. These will be many, but they will surely be manageable. Gordon Brown may well not be Prime Minister after the next election. Let him vow to himself now to be in a position to claim that he dealt with this crisis in as calm and decisive a manner as possible, while also leaving as good a legacy as he could behind him. That may not be the success he once hoped for. It would now be an achievement all the same. Thank you for listening. To read Martin Wolf's columns online, please go to www.ft.com forward slash wolf.